Hey there, it's Kelly from Zinimi. Before we get started on today's episode, I want to invite you to one of our greatest trainings ever. It's how to build and grow a profitable solo or group practice sustainably. All you got to do is check it out at zinimi.com slash podcast. All right, on to our episode. Hey guys, welcome to another edition of When Life Happens. I'm Kelly Higdon, and today I am talking with Casey Hodes. She's an LPC in Wake Forest, North Carolina, in private practice. Thank you for venturing on this podcast with me. I appreciate it, Casey. Thanks, Kelly. Thanks for having me. One of the things that we've been talking about is that lots of things can happen in our personal lives, and what does that mean for our private practice and our business life as well? And I was sharing with you before I hit record that a lot of these have been kind of heavy topics. And um, when you offered to talk about getting married and what that meant, I was really excited because it's something that a lot of therapists have experienced and or planning to experience. And I, yeah, I thought it would be a great addition to this series. So thank you for offering this up. Awesome. Yeah, I guess it probably sounds maybe refreshing. Like, you know, it's, it's one of those stressors that's kind of like, yeah. you know, it's, it's both and. <laughs> yes. I, yeah, I think that's the best way to say it. It's a both and. And so that's what I want to dive into with you today. Tell, tell everybody a little bit about your private practice, how long you've been in it and what you do. Okay. Um, well, I've been in private practice since uh, 2008. Um, and that was when, that was the year I met my soon to be husband. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. I was just getting started and then my life really took, um, a turn for the, for the best, but still, you know, Mm -hmm. um, but, um, yeah, so I was in Raleigh, uh, North Carolina, um, for the first few years. And I recently moved my practice to Wake Forest where I live, Mm -hmm. um, for a shorter commute and to be part, you know, to work in the community where I live. I feel like that's important to me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, uh, I love helping people who are bereaved. Um, and, and also like going through other kinds of life transitions, um, particularly, um, supporting new moms. Hmm. Wonderful. So you started your practice and you were dating at the time. No, I met him right after, I ventured out on my own. I was with a group practice for about a year mm-hmm. and then that, uh, that practice closed down and I uh, decided to uh, share some office space with another therapist. And I was just like, so excited about that. And, um, and, and I had bought a house. So 2008 was starting my private practice, buying a house wow. and then like, Oh yeah. So I need a man too, to make this picture complete. <laughs> so I'm going to start speed dating. And I did speed dating. And the first time I went for it, um, I met him and I was like, oh, I think he might be the one. So what was that like yeah. dating and being <laughs> in private practice? Because I hear it's a thing, you know, of, especially now, like with apps and being afraid of <laughs> connecting. Oh, with yeah. All of that. Yeah, a lot of has changed in 10 years yes. you know, since I was dating. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I remember our very first date, like I was working, I was, you know, doing evenings like you do when you uh-huh. are first starting out and. Uh, and he came in, came to my office, um, to actually to, for us to walk down to the, uh, to a bar to have a drink and that was mm-hmm. going to be our first date. And so he, uh, he walked in right after I'd finished up with my clients and, uh, it was just, it was weird. It was like, Oh, and I'm the, 
you know, my client just left and now there's this like this new person walking in. Okay. Now I'm going on a date. I just switch, switch gears. Mm, yeah. yeah. It's a, well, yeah, especially <laughs> your first date and he's in your office. I can imagine that's a blending of worlds. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and he's, and he is, he's a medical professional himself. He's a podiatrist. Uh-huh. Um, so he, he got the private practice lifestyle. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, you know, and being in business for yourself. And he had just moved mm-hmm. uh, here from Augusta, Georgia. And so he, he understood that part as well. And I think that, you know, that was part of that commonality that we felt um, that we were both in the middle of big uh, life changes. Mm-hmm. And, um, and so it was nice to have, you know, to meet somebody and, and have that shared kind of, you know, that scariness of being in business for yourself mm-hmm. um, and the and how, stress of that and the, and the freedom of that too. How long did you guys date for? Well, we were older. So <laughs> I met, well, how old was I in, in 2008? Um, I was 34 mm-hmm. when we met. Mm-hmm. And um, so, and I think sometimes, well, I mean, for us, it did. I can't say this for, I can't speak for all. 30 somethings when they meet, but, um, we just knew mm-hmm. that what we wanted, mm-hmm. you know, it was like, we were both looking for the same thing. Um, and so it was like, we weren't really wasting much time on playing the field or, you know, it's like, we, we've done that. Okay. Like, yeah, we have a lot in common. It seems like we're compatible. Let's do this dating thing for a little while and then let's get hitched. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not what we, we didn't say that on the first date. But yes. <laughs> um, so it moved quickly. And so by uh, August, 2009, we were engaged. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the next summer, 2010, we got married. Mm-hmm. The next year we got pregnant. The next year we had our mate, our son. So it was just like, boom, boom, boom. And, you know, private practice just took a back seat for me. See more like, about that. Yeah. How did it take a back seat? It was, there was just so much. And I feel like I really am, I'm a very sensitive person and I have trouble making uh, transitions mm-hmm. and I tend to be, um, it's, it's hard. It was hard for me to find motivation for growing my practice. Plus I didn't back then, I didn't know how to build my business. I kind of was just jumping in mm-hmm. Um it was, it was kind of impulsive for me to leave the group practice that I was with to start my own um, thing. And, uh, and I didn't really think about how scary it was until I just jumped and did it. And not, I can't really say that I have regrets about it, but I just w- I wish I'd had you and Miranda back then. Well, yeah. <laughs> because I didn't know, like there was no, like there were no Facebook groups for building your practice and you know, all this like, different support. like, I didn't know. Yeah, totally. I didn't know where to get that. So it was like, instead of trying to figure that out, I was like, okay, I'll just plan this wedding. You know, I'll just enjoy this new man in my life and uh, my new house that I just purchased. And like, you know, it was just, uh, it was crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you feel so, like it's sort of like the excitement? Like we follow what we're excited about and what energizes us. And I imagine yeah. getting married is very energized. Well, I know it's, it's exciting times in a way. Yeah. And so it's nice to have, I mean, if you have to eat a bunch of frogs and do stuff you don't want to do, right. I'd much rather go try and 
eat some wedding cake and plan some fun stuff, you know. Exactly. And yes, and the planning of it. I love that part. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I still say like if I had, if we had been younger, I would have enjoyed a long en- engagement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I love that part of exploring like dresses and flowers and, and venues. And I, I loved all that stuff because I was, I was for the first time I was excited about this guy um, after kissing lots of frogs like <laughs> kissing the, frogs not eating them. <laughs> <laughs> that's in business we oh, yeah, eat frogs. <laughs> but so, in dating you do kiss some frogs <laughs> yeah so yeah so I was I was really energized to put um my time and effort into planning the wedding and planning our life together yeah um because we were older uh, we talked about all that big stuff right away. You know, do you want kids? Yes. How many? Well, we don't know. Let, let, let's, let's see how it goes. Um, I, I knew I wanted um, to have a child, um, but I was, I mean, I was 30, 35 when we got married, mm-hmm. um, turned 36 right after that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I felt the pressure of um, like, let's get this show on the road. So, so I wasn't only you know, thinking about the wedding, I was thinking about, okay, what is it going to mean to be a wife? Mm-hmm. And what is it going to look like to try to get pregnant? Like, what's that going to be like? And so it was a lot of, there was a lot of anxiety, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't help when you're called the geriatric patient when you're after 35 and pregnant. Oh my gosh. Advanced maternal age yes. was stamped <laughs> on every chart, every mm-hmm. doctor's note, every sonogram. Yeah, yeah that was, yeah. yeah, that was lovely. So when you say like the practice took a backseat, how did it take a backseat? I really, I really didn't have, um, I felt like I didn't have time to put into it. And so I just stayed as busy as I was. And when clients found me, they found me and it was great. Mm -hmm. Um, But I just, I didn't really work at it. You know, Mm -hmm. I maintained. Yeah. Well, and I think that that goes for much of when life happens. Sometimes we go on autopilot on the business side of, of running, running the business because we're dealing with so much yes. other things. What was, how'd you handle your client's reaction to it? Or did they have one? Um, they did. And that's a weird one because, you know, when, you're, when you get pregnant and you are a therapist, you, you have to tell them at some point because they're, <laughs> they're going to notice. Mm-hmm. and. And you're going to need to like t- step away. Um, mm-hmm. And I was seeing several clients at the time who were single women mm-hmm. having a tough time with dating. Um, you know that I saw a lot of post-college um, graduates at that time. I was because uh, my office was down near North Carolina State. So I would get a lot of um, students who were about to graduate. And then I got a lot of young adult um, women, too. And so I felt it was weird. I had that like feeling of guilt because I'd been I had been seeing them through their struggles with dating and and dating the the wrong guy one after another and and I and I totally got that with them you know I was I was there too and then I met the guy and it was going to work out for me and I remember feeling like embarrassed like the like when we got engaged and I had my engagement ring on I remember like thinking like do I wear this do I I wear this in my sessions Are they going to notice? Do I bring, when do I bring it up? When, so it was, um, it was the first time I had to deal with um, that 
kind of like whether or not to disclose and, and when to disclose and how much to disclose. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that's unique about our work is that our personal yeah. life does impact it. You know, did you change your name? Not right away. Mm. Um, I changed, I ended up, I changed my name on everything except for my business because it was, you know, it was on my website and it was on, it was just, it seemed like a pain and it is a pain. It is a pain. For women. <laughs> That's one yes. part of getting married. That is a huge pain going to the DMV and the social security office and all those things. Um, so I just, yeah, I just put it off. Um, because the business side of that was just too much. I felt like, Oh my God, I can't. Mm -hmm. deal with that right now um and then when I had my son I was like okay I want to be Casey Hodas like in everything that I do now mm -hmm. so yeah. yeah so that was actually that was one part that I did I didn't tackle right away mm -hmm. you put that one off I've known a lot of therapists to do that they've just kind of waited because it is such a it's a lot of work to change the name it is you choose and, to go that and it helps you like kind of um maintain some like separateness too mm -hmm. around that you know you kind of as long as I didn't change my name I was the same to my clients yeah which is um <laughs> so I mean, weird well and I think one of the things that you know we talk about even like in boot camp and that sort of thing is we change and we're creating an illusion if we don't if our client doesn't experience change with us, like that's not an authentic right. relationship. And so whenever we, there is a change with us and it impacts them, it's an opportunity because the difference in therapy is that we're there to process it with them and help them through it and take right. whatever reaction they have at, versus in their other world, maybe the people aren't there supportive through a change. And so to give them right. a corrective experience of it. And so while we try not to impact them at the same time, you know, that is life and we want to help them navigate that, I think. Yes. Yes. And, and, and just like your sensitivity around that, you know, that guilt of I've had success with dating like now I'm getting married and my, right. you know, being sensitive to it. And also knowing that that's probably something that's going to happen to them anyway, that they're right. get married. Yeah. And so how do you help them navigate through it? Yeah. Yeah. When you said like you have a hard time with transition, can you talk more about that? Cause I think you're not alone in that. Yeah. Um, I felt like getting married Okay, I, maybe I should tell you a little bit about the history. The history of dating yeah. um, for me was like was very frustrating, and I had kind of just given up. Mm -hmm. Um, and and then when I when I um when I started my practice, I was I started I don't know I felt like this sense of confidence that like oh well maybe I'll give it one last go, and I you know and I saw something about uh, it was actually through through meetup. Mm -hmm. um at the time the speed dating thing mm -hmm. I was like okay I'll just do this you know and um but in my like I had kind of just um decided you know like okay well I'm on my own and I bought a house I was like I'm gonna be single so I'm I can I can do this by myself and I had set it up in my you know in my head and um that this was gonna be my life I had a nephew so he was gonna be like my chance to nurture something 
<laughs> and I didn't, I didn't need my own kids. You know, I just, I was working it all out in my head. I was resolving, I was trying to resolve that, um, for myself. And then, so, so then to make that transition, like, Oh, well, I kind of given up on that. And now there's this great guy, um, who seems to be like everything I've been waiting on. Uh, so I had to kind of change switch gears mm-hmm. with that. So mm-hmm. that was like the first big transition I had to make. Um, and then that changed everything. It was like dominoes, you know, cause then that changed everything else. Cause, cause if, if I just, if I do get married, if I'm the marrying type, mm-hmm. what is that going to mean for me? Mm-hmm. And what is that? What am I going to look, what does that look like being a wife? Is that me? Mm-hmm. And, what, and what do I, will I have to change to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and luckily, you know, luckily my um, now husband was really like into me because <laughs> I don't, I wonder like if he hadn't been, I probably, I would have just been like, I, I was never going to be the type of person to pressure somebody into getting married, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, I was just, cause I had kind of made up my mind that, all right, well, this, that won't, that's not the kind of life I'm going to have. Um, and then when. And then when it kept going and kept um, the relationship kept growing and he asked me to marry him, I was like, "Uh oh, what now? What am I going to do? Yeah. Hey, it's Kelly. Are you enjoying today's episode? There is so much more to starting your private practice. That's why we created Business School for Therapists. It's our lifetime access business building program created especially for you and all the future stages of practice that you are going to go through. If you're ready to join a community that supports you, that to have access to a massive library of private practice trainings covering everything from creating your vision to setting your fee to getting you legally covered and more, this is for you. Simply go to bit.ly slash therapist business school to get started. And then it was just, you know, and like I said, it was like a domino effect because then it was like, well, what is this? He's going to move in with me? Like, oh, now we're going to live together? And then, oh, and now we're going to decide if we want children? And then, oh, when's that going to happen? And and since since I was older, I felt the pressure to to move along with all of that, mm-hmm. um, all those changes. And so for me, like that was very overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think when we only have so much emotional energy and capacity and it makes sense why the practice kind of gets put on hold. Yes. And I think the other thing is like, that's okay sometimes. Um, yeah. And what we try to teach is that, you know, is that you create a business so that it can sustain through those moments when you can't fully be present to it. Or, you know, right. when something comes up that there's savings and if you have to take time off because of a surgery or, or, or a loss, you've prepared for it. I mean, that's the ultimate, right? Goal of like having things in place so that your practice does sustain through the times when you need it. Um, you know, that's the goal, but it doesn't always work out that way. Sometimes things happen. Got that stuff in place. Yeah. You can't plan for everything. No. And so, yeah, so it's certainly smart to have things in place, but, um, and I think, and, and with boot camp, so many of uh, the therapists that are in our community are young. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And so I have to be careful to not be too hard on myself when like I, I see all these young people like like they're at right out of grad school and they just got licensed or whatever and like they're building their practices and I'm like that is that's not how it worked out for me and I wish I had just met my husband sooner you know I, I have to be careful not to go down that that, that shame spiral mm-hmm. like that is like associated with like being the older you know I'm going to, I'm an older I was an older bride I'm an older mother I'm sure I will be the oldest mom in the class, you know, like, you know, my, mm-hmm. my son's, you know, PTA group or whatever. Um, so yeah, things happen the way they happen. Yeah. And there is no right time and there is no right age. It, you know, I, and so I, I try to pull it back and rein it in a little bit and just, you know, be grateful that it, that it did work out the way it did. Did you, think about that. did you find yourself telling clients I'm getting married? Or you're like, I'm taking two weeks off. I'll be back. <laughs> did you? Oh, how did that happen? Gosh, it seems like so long ago now. Um, I did. I think I told them. I think I wore. I decided to put my engagement ring on, mm-hmm. and I be, I believe like one of them noticed that mm. before I had a chance to tell. Because you know, I didn't want to start out the session with like so let's talk about what happened to me over the weekend. Um, And I remember, I think I remember somebody like noticing like, what is that? What happened? You know? And, and then that kind of like, just, then I just opened up and I told, you know, that client and then I was like, okay, this, this feels okay to -hmm. tell them that this happened and that I will be taking a couple weeks off in whenever it, you know, in the next, you know, in June of this year or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, it certainly felt weird. And like, it was just the first time I had to do something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when you think about other people who are going through the process of dating and getting married, what, what do you want them to know about being a private practice owner in the midst of a life transition like that? That however you feel you want to do it, that's the way to do it. you know, tune in to what you need. If you need a lot, you know, a lot of time to focus on planning your wedding, or if you and your partner decide that you don't want to have a big wedding and you, you I mean, like whatever it looks like to you is what it's supposed to look like. You know, don't get caught up in other people's dreams or how other people managed having a private practice and getting married. Mm-hmm. Um, or a private practice and having a kid, like whatever the big life changes for you, you have to do it your way. Um, because that's, you know, everybody's unique and everybody's practice is unique and everybody's um, dreams for their life are unique. So I just think like we really have to pay attention to what we need. And if, you know, if you can think back to the last stressful time, that you had in your life or big change that you faced, what was helpful then that's probably going to be helpful this time too. Even for the good things. Like I think that that's the other part about like the, that like what you said about Christmas, it's good. And it's, and it's hard sometimes. And, um, I think that's the other thing is to assume that it's supposed to feel a certain way or go a certain way. I like that advice that you're saying of like, 
you have your own path. I've talked to a lot of people who have, you know, whether they're getting married or having children, you know, feel like, oh, how much time am I supposed to take off? Well, you get right. to decide what you need. Some of us, like what, like if you're in the early stages of your business and you aren't making a lot of money, you need to work more. <laughs> so it's going to shift right. what that looks like. Like your need is more in the side of, I have to focus on my business and this is, you know, in order to sustain, like to pay the bills. Um, other people have different kinds of privileges and can, you know, take right. off more time. Everybody is different and it looks, I love that advice. Like whatever, you just can't compare. You have to really tap right. into your own needs. Right. And right. it kind of like, I, I appreciate your honesty about kind of the, I guess like culturally, like people maybe expect, expected you to be married sooner or whatever. Yeah. And you know, like getting married older, not that you were old, but like later right. than what people normally expected. People can't, yes. the non-traditional bride. Yeah. The people that can't see our air quotes, but we're making air quotes. Right. <laughs> um, I think that there's also a lot that that can come up to in, in the therapy room as well. Wondering like what people, like it all kind of connects, you know, right. our own personal life and what that means for the client and what they assume. And there's just yeah. lots to be interpreted there. But I think too, like knowing like you had, I don't know if it, would you say it was shame or just kind of like, that feeling of like, oh, I'm not doing the traditional way or whatever that looks like. Yeah. Well, knowing me, there was probably some shame. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's just how I roll. But um, anxiety for sure. Yeah. You know, just wondering, wondering like, is it right to talk about this? Is Are they going to think, are they going to ask me if this is my second marriage? <laughs> <laughs> what are they thinking about me? Like, oh, it's just. It's just loaded, you know, all these, these big life transitions um, are stressful mm -hmm. and both joyous and difficult. And, and maybe, you know, now that I'm thinking about it, talking to you, maybe that's why I love helping people who are in the midst of a big shift in their lives, you know, mm -hmm. because I, because I went through so many there, like... <laughs> boom, 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 mm -hmm. uh, in a row. And mm -hmm. I think that's why I like to help people like realize that like, yeah, it is hard. And there's some, you know, it's also positive. Even though it's something you wanted or you dreamed about or. Yeah. Or and the timeline is just what it is. It, there is no, um, there's no perfect way to get married. Yeah. And I think I, like, I love the example of you not changing your name right away. And so not everything has to happen yes. all at once either. You can take your time with it. There are some differences that if you are um, going to change your name, the process is different. Whether, um, I'm, I mean, we have some boot campers who change their name and they were male. You know, they like combined right. with their partner's last name. You know, it's a hassle. <laughs> it's... Right. And you can, you can choose to spread those stressors out sometimes if you want. Um, and if you can, and I, 
I think like um, in terms of just being aware of how it shows up in the room. I love how, like how honest you are about like putting your ring on. I remember the same thing when I got engaged, <laughs> like, do I put this thing on and do I draw attention to like people yeah. and they did notice. And so it was, it was like, it, it did become part of the therapy. Yeah. It and when, you part, when it happens, you know, like when you get that proposal, it's just <gasps> this rush of like excitement and everything. And then like, it all starts to settle in like, okay, now what do I do with this ring? And do I leave it on at work? Or like, <laughs> it's weird to be like branded as a, you know, as a, yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm still, I'm still me, but now I'm engaged me. Yes. In my life at work at the grocery store. Yeah. And if some people don't want to wear the ring, that's okay too. You know, like, right, right, and that, right. Mm -hmm. Exactly. It's it. It can be. Thankfully, we live in a time where you can get married or not get married. You just get to do you, and yeah. that's what's important. And I think what I love is that whatever gets discovered about you in session is just to open up doors to talk about them. You know, really, right? It just. Right gives more opportunity and we can never assume what it means for the other person. We can only right. explore it with them and be curious. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you for sharing your story. Thanks and Kelly. I'm so glad that you incorporate this story into what you do. That's something I'm finding more and more is that with each of these interviews, every, when life has happened, it has shaped some part of their practice and it sounds yeah. like it really has shaped yours too. Yeah, it's all blended together. Yeah. Well, yeah. I will put the, your uh, website in the notes so people can check you out. And Great. if people have questions, they can post below if they're on the blog or email us um, as well. And we'll make sure you get those. But um, for any of you going through life changes that are welcomed but also stressful. I hope that this has been inspirational to you and kind of normalizing to you to know that it's a mixed bag. <laughs> Everything's a both and. A both and. Some DBT so. for you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Until next time. Thanks. I hope you loved today's episode. If you're a therapist who's tired of those long hours, low pay, and constantly battling burnout, don't forget our free video training designed just for you on how to build and grow a sustainable, profitable solo or group practice. Head over to zinnime.com slash podcast to check it out today. Until next time.